Okay. Would you rather do the first two, or are there two others that you would put together of the ones you sent me? How about just doing one at a time then? How about the just mind control, just the first? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. All that's right. Good. Sorry. Wait, that's okay <laughs> today. Welcome everybody. This is our All Minds Matter call with um, Alex and David, and um, we're about to start. Sounds like it's going to be exciting. But before we hear from them, I want to share this disclaimer. Uh, by the way, it's March 6, March the 15th, 2023. This presentation is for education and informational purposes only. And since we're going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand this information is not intended to heal or cure anything. Everything in the presentation are the opinions of Alex Lloyd, David Peck, myself, Johanna Chan, or you if you choose to share. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concerns you may have. All right, guys, take it away. Thank you, Johanna. Uh, I'm Alex. Uh, the, uh, I'm David. The good looking guy in the middle You're is right. David. Oh, I don't have my glasses. I was going to wear my glasses. <laughs> Um, and, uh, we're here to try to help people increase their emotional well-being by a hundred percent or more, decrease their stress and anxiety by a hundred percent or more in 12 months or less. And for most people, you can do that way less than 12 months. Uh, we've heard from a number of people that it's happened in one month. Okay. But, but that's individual, uh, it differs with, with different people. But I did want to share something at the start today. And then, Dave, I'll turn it over to you to start uh, our topic for today. But uh, I started a new group class about um, four weeks ago. And um, there's 50 people in the class from all over the world. And here's what I wanted to share. Um, and, and I may have shared this another week. If so, uh, David Johanna stopped me because I'm not remembering that I did. Uh, and I don't want to repeat it, but anyway, out of 50 people from all over the world, uh, 10 have healed of cancer, various cancers using the codes, uh, and, and a lot of those before they ever got into my group, um, um, over years, some of them, uh, but 10 of cancer, one was sent home to die with ALS, and uh, was absolutely bedfast on a feeding tube with ALS with no control of arms or legs, uh, completely healed, uh, sent, sent the medical results all over the world to ALS specialists. They have no explanation, have never seen it. Um, two with diabetes, about 14 with anxiety and depression to a clinical level, Okay, so we're talking like 30 of the 50 in the class have already healed of major diseases and illnesses and sicknesses through doing the codes and or trilogy. Um, so I hope that's encouraging to you. It, it certainly was to me. Most of these people I've never I've never known. I've never met. Most of them never worked with a coach. Nothing. Just for most of them, the code in the book or the Trilogy Home Study Package, and that was it. Um, so anyway, uh, um, so Dave, go ahead and kick us off on our topic um, for this okay. week. Okay, so you know, I had um, mentioned last week that um, we're sort of developing a list of um, 
I'm calling them mental slavery control mechanisms because, you know, I sort of like the concept of emotional or mental enslavement uh, and freeing us from that in order to reach our authentic self, essentially. And so, you know, I've sort of um, broken into five categories, these different uh, mechanisms or methods for um, control. For, I've for, got uh, six, Dave. Six, right, six, six. Yeah. And, 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 and um, you know, uh, one, the point I was made, made last week is that, you know, we had, we had focused quite a bit on humility issues and, and, and unknowingly we had uh, addressed many humility issues because those are the issues that seem to be most prevalent. You know, and we talked about um, fear of missing out and things like that. But anyway, so now we're moving into the control method, the, the 12th category. And those methods, the list is, is starts out, and there's six categories. The first one is mind control and involves things like propaganda, indoctrination. Um, uh, and then the second category is sabotage, derailing, censoring, um, um, gaslighting. gaslighting. The third, the third one is humiliation. That's uh, things like labeling, shaming, ridiculing, mocking. The fourth one is judgment, where we're judging, critiquing, evaluating, editorializing, expert opining, commentating. The fifth one is banishment. That's canceling, ostracizing, defaming, slandering. And the sixth one is intimidation and you know, what I call in your face, just blatant hostility, but intimidation, monitoring, surveilling, tracking, stalking, laying in wait, threatening, provoking, baiting, daring. And then the in your face is sort of direct hostility and passive aggressive behavior. And, you know, these different methods were often using on ourselves, actually, but can also be you, we can use them on other people and other people can, you know, entities can use them on us. But the bottom line is that it keeps us in a state of essentially slavery, you know, unable being controlled by our emotions. So things that occur externally are affecting us severely and, and hindering our, you know, whatever day-to-day -day life and increasing stress for us and things like that. So um, it's kind of a work in progress, but it almost appears as though um, one way to, to, to conceptualize it is to say, well, you know, you could take various mechanisms from the control mechanisms like gaslighting or censoring, things like that, and you can apply it to a humility issue because by itself, it's not, doesn't mean much. It has to be related to something. So this is gaslighting or uh, censoring in order to produce, say, um, being judgmental or, or in order to um, um, create envy, say, you know, or like, so, you know, create envy in people or in yourself and that kind of thing. So, you know, part of the, 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 the thrust of the purpose of this is really just to understand how these different methods are being used to control us. Because if we have more of an idea of you know, of what is what is happening, how it's being done, then then at least if we can see it clearly, then we can be like, oh, you know, like, I don't have to believe that. Or, you know, we can we can somehow defend ourselves 
from that and leading to freedom essentially is, is the, is the bottom line. So, um, you know, that's sort of the basis of it. Um, it's, it's a work in progress and, you know, I'd love to add to the list because there, there's a lot of, a lot of current pop topics and ter- current, you know, um, concepts, you know, things like gaslighting things that, 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 that I might not be familiar with, or might, but might be a way of, of modernizing, the language or the terminology to reflect today's society. So, um, you know, that's the, that's the overall picture of it. So, you know, we're, we're sort of trying to figure out right now what, how to approach this because there's, there, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And what Alex just uh, mentioned before we uh, went to the recording was that each one of these things can be a topic in itself. So um, we thought today we would we would start with the the first one, which is um, br- essentially brainwashing, mind control, and um, so maybe I'll pass it to you, Alex, uh, for okay. you to, to to open that up. Yeah, yeah. So so probably we're going to be this is a several part. Uh, we're going to do the first one today, brainwashing, mind control, but we're going to be covering basically mental slavery for the next several sessions, it appears. And each of these have a different area, a different set of issues that go with them, but they're all interconnected under uh, what David, I believe, has very uh, brilliantly termed mental slavery. And here's a couple of thoughts I had about that. One of the most famous quotes of all time, and it's been attributed to a bunch of different people, but as best I can tell, it was first said by Anais Nin. And the quote is, we don't see the world as, uh, we don't see things as they are, we see things as we are. And the point of that to me is that we don't really see and experience a lot of times reality. We don't really experience what is the truth of what's going on in the world in our life at any given moment. We see it through our own internal filters, okay? And and going along with this, and when I first learned this, this really kind of uh, blew my uh, bubble apart. Do you know that your eyes, when you see things in the world, that what you're seeing internally is not necessarily what your eyes actually pick up as far as your physical eyes, that your eyes are picking up uh, impulses, okay, from, from what you see. And those impulses come into your five senses. Uh, right now we're talking about vision, but they just come in as impulses, not as a put together picture. And then your brain runs those impulses through every memory you have, conscious, unconscious, ancestral, all of them, millions of them, probably billions of them. And then on the basis of what comes out the other end, after filtered through all your memories, thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, it, your, your brain literally constructs an image that, yeah, some of that probably is really there, but some of it very often is not. And that's why if you talk to a policeman, a person who's been in the FBI for a long time or, or, uh, or something like that, they will tell you 
that if there's a traffic accident and there's people on four corners that that all view the accident when it happened, they will all have a different story. There will be there will be commonalities for sure, but they will all have a different story. In fact, if they all have exactly the same story, the policeman knows they're lying. It's amazing. It, it, it is that consistent that if a group sees the same thing, they're lying. That is not possible. It never happens. Okay. Um, now, they, all four may see some of the same things. Uh, okay. But they'll see different things too. Well, how's that possible? Because the eyes are not really seeing necessarily exactly what happens. It's what happens through your filters. Okay, now the first topic we're dealing with, mind control, brainwashing, indoctrination, propaganda, groupthink, mob mentality, mob rule. Okay, I was brainwashed and I've shared that on this show more than once, okay? Uh, the proof uh, in, a, in a strict religious upbringing, school, home, church, friends, everything was the same brainwashing. Okay. Now I don't think they knew they were brainwashing. And I, and if I'd said that they would have been big time offended by that, but that's what they were doing. And I believe it was actually a cult. Okay. Now maybe not the worst cult in the world, but boy, it was sure destructive to me and took me years to, to come out of that. And the proof that I was brainwashed is that I had six months of night terrors every single night when I was coming out of it, okay? Now, so I was brainwashed for 20 something years and didn't even know it the great majority of that time. The reason I, I came to know it is it was ruining my life. I was about to get divorced and I did not want to. My wife had kicked me out of the house. We were about to go bankrupt. I felt bad all the time physically. I had chronic migraine headaches. I had chronic acid reflux, some other issues too, okay? Once, once I healed the brainwashing and after that six months came out of that and no longer believed all that junk and now I believe, I, I think started believing the truth, the migraine headaches magically go away. The acid reflux goes away. I mean, it's unbelievable, okay? So a lot of our health issues, I believe, come from the stress, not of our physical and external circumstances sometimes, but of our internal brainwashing and mind control and, um, and mental slavery, as, as, as David has named it. So. I know that if you're watching this, there's a high likelihood that you have some mind control issues inside of you. And the first place I would look is the biggest problems you have in your life. Okay. I would bet uh, a dollar or a cup of coffee. Okay. That whatever is one of the top one, two, three, four biggest problems of your life. I bet somewhere under one of those, or maybe all of them, you have brainwashing, indoctrination, you have believed propaganda, so to speak, that's not even true from other people, maybe even well-meaning. Uh, 
you have group think, meaning when you're around other people and you want to be accepted, we tend to go along sometimes with what they, oh, oh yeah, 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 that sounds good. That's the whole idea behind uh, cults and, and street gangs. Uh, mob mentality and mob rule. And, and, and I want to share one other one, and I'm sorry for going so long, but this is really important to me, Dave. Uh, this is an amazing thing to me, and some of you may have heard of it. I live in Tennessee, all right? And the University of Tennessee basketball team this year is pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. The number one team in the country this year is Alabama, which is a state right next to us. So we don't like them very much, and they don't like us very much, all right, as far as sports goes. But some of you probably heard about this. A few weeks ago, um, Two, three gentlemen connected to the Alabama basketball program were involved in a fatal shooting of a beautiful black American young lady uh, in Alabama, in Tuscaloosa. And uh, two of the young men are on capital murder charges in jail. One of them is the shooter. One of them was not the shooter. One of them was just there at the time and supplied at, at the gun. All right. There's another Alabama basketball player who who brought them the gun. They, they literally texted him and said, bring me the gun. And he knew they'd been in a nightclub drinking for hours. And he unbelievably took them the gun. OK. He got there. They got the gun, immediately started shooting. And this young lady was the victim. She's dead and her five-year-old young child now, know, now does not have a mother, okay? Well, the young man on the Alabama basketball team that got the text saying, bring me the gun, and he did take him the gun and was there at the shooting, he was not brought up on any charges. He was not even disciplined by the University of Alabama for a game or, or anything, no discipline at all, okay? And this has been a huge story over the last, how, however long it's been since it happened a few weeks ago. But here's the amazing thing to me. I've been kind of following the blogs on this, which are crazy, as you would imagine. And here's what seems to be the case. Everyone who is a University of Alabama basketball fan thinks they did the right thing by not disciplining this young man at all. Even one game to sit out. Even uh, you can't have your ice cream with supper today. No, nothing. No discipline at all for the man who supplied the gun, brought the gun, would not have happened without him. He was there, all right? Another gentleman who was there and did not shoot at all is on capital murder charges as an accessory. This young man who was the basketball player was also there and many people, even legal minds on, on, online are saying he could be an accessory also. Not only not an accessory, no discipline of any kind. Now, that's not the amazing thing to me. Here's the amazing thing to me. As best I can tell, Everyone who's an Alabama basketball fan thinks that they did exactly the right thing 
And everybody and everyone who's not an Alabama basketball fan believes they did the horribly wrong thing, and it's absolutely unbelievable and unconscionable. Now, how can that be about the same set of facts and the same situation? How can it be that consistent that this group believes it's 100% right, this group believes it's 100% wrong? Brainwashing, mind control, propaganda, mob thing. Uh, wanting to fit in, wanting your team to win, no matter what. I mean, that is mind control. That's mind control. So, so I'm not saying the group that uh, in Alabama who says they did exactly the right thing is the group that's wrong. Maybe the other group is the one that's wrong. You can decide that for yourself, okay? I've got my opinion, but one of them's wrong, all right? And, and about the same set of facts and the same situation, all right? Well, I believe that happens every day to every one of us about one or more issues in our life. And if we could start, and if we could get out of that mind control and start living in truth and love in the present moment in reality, this, your stress would go way down your immune system would go way up and lots of good things would start changing in your life. So where are you being mind controlled and you don't even know it? Because I didn't know it either until I, I had six months of night terrors coming out of it. The people in the Alabama story, they don't know it. All of those people believe they're right, but some of them aren't. They are being mind controlled for us because of a certain reason. Okay. So Dave, what do you want to post it on that? I mean, I just wanted to talk just briefly about education because that's a huge, I believe, area of indoctrination mind control. And yeah. the, the example is, you know, like going through college and medical school and everything like that and going into surgery and ICU and university and all that well you know we we sort of been taught and you know I, somehow i'm talking about healing code okay i'm talking about an alternative way to heal that really works and it's almost like the entire community of all these doctors and nurses and healthcare providers all across the country are all in the same sort of like they have the same blinders on it's almost like they're not even willing to consider yeah that something else like you know okay so it looks even the fact that this looks hokey or whatever is is indoctrination control because it really shouldn't be you know, when you when you think about physiologic energy coming from the fingers and and going into the the, the central the reptilian brain where memories are, are and emotions are stored, well, that actually makes sense. You know, and things like intuition and inspiration and 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 creativity. You know, um, it's almost like um, there are there are pressures or forces that are designed specifically to prevent that 
right. to prevent us from. So, you know, I not to, I'm, you know, I don't want to bash the entire system. Maybe it wasn't always like that. But if a person, if a physician, board certified or not board certified, and has been, you know, sticking needles and pushing drugs all day for with a person who's basically half dead, if they're not willing to at least consider the fact that there may be alternative ways that work a thousand times better and that this that the, the, the basic approach is completely wrong you know then then you know i'm saying why is that the only reason it could be is that indoctrination and you see that some of the people that are most strongly held to that are the ones that have been the most educated you know hey, so yeah can, can i interrupt just a second yeah go ahead i'm just it, rambling it, it, no, it, no it's what you're saying um, I've got a real good friend who uh, went to the University of Tennessee Medical School. He's a medical doctor now, one of the best medical doctors I've, I know, one of the open-minded ones. And I'll never forget this, Dave. He told me that one of the hard, he, he believes in God. And he told me that one of the hardest things he ever did was to maintain his belief in God through medical school. And and I said, okay, what does that mean? Uh, what are you talking about? Because I haven't been to medical school. He said, okay, I'll tell you. Day one of medical school in Memphis, Tennessee, all right? Day one, literally, we're sitting there. The professor comes in, doesn't even look at the class, goes to the board, chalkboard then, not whiteboard today, but chalkboard then, uh, grabs chalk, writes on the board in gigantic letters, you are God and underlines it exclamation point breaks the chalk throws the pieces around the room whips around to the class says anyone not willing to assume this position leave now wow <laughs> yeah and and he said and and that was just day one and they continued to push that all the way through and he said most of the people he knew who believed in God at the start did not at the end. And, um, and to him, that was a tragedy. But anyway. Uh, no, I have another. You know, I, I was speaking to the, the, the former director of the American Board of Surgery, who happened to be the chairman at the medical school I was at. And I was at, there as a medical student, fourth year, med, whatever, doing surgery, very interested in everything. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. It's amazing how the body can heal its, you know, heal itself. You do these different things and then you've got a giant open wound. And over time it's healing, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, natural healing processes. And he said to me he, that he was more impressed with what we could do, how we could reroute people's intestines and things like that. And that yeah. made me realize that this guy actually th thought he was like better than what mother nature was doing. Yeah. And I was like, what? And he's the, he's, he's in charge. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What you're saying. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do the code and then see if anybody has questions. I can stay a little longer today. Uh, you may not want me to stay longer, but I can. Oh, that's uh, good. Do you want to start Dave or me? Okay. I'll start, I guess. Okay. I have, I have made a code. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the codes for me are kind of like a religious process. So, you know, it's not, I mean, you guys just, Whip them right off, and I, you know me. It's a sort of Eddie. Well, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, so 
those of you who are here, this is going to be probably a multi-part thing. So this first one is for mind control, brainwashing, indoctrination, propaganda, groupthink, mob mentality, and mob rule. So think about that at home while you're maybe I hope you're going to use this to heal these issues yourself. Uh, as as Dave and I have done and are still doing. Go right. ahead, Dave. Okay, so we pray, we request that all destructive negative cellular memories, any unhealthy habits, false limiting beliefs, any addictions, any relationship issues that are related to elements of mind control, indoctrination, brainwashing, groupthink, mob rule mob mentality that these things be found either from ourselves to ourselves or outside to us be found opened and healed through love light truth and god amen amen okay and the first position is both hands in the bridge for mind control healing And I, I'd also ask you, uh, if, if you're here or watching this on the recording, you may be either intentionally or unintentionally mind controlling someone else. Mm -hmm. So factor that in as well, please. Okay. okay, second position is left hand bridge, right hand Adam's apple. Third position, left hand temple, right hand bridge. Left hand temple, right hand bridge. Fourth position, both hands, jaws, both hands, jaws. Okay, back to position one, both hands bridge. We'll just do one more cycle, both hands in the bridge.
Second position, left-hand bri bridge, right-hand Adam's apple. Left-hand bridge, right-hand Adam's apple. Third position again, left hand temple, right hand bridge. Left hand temple, right hand bridge. Okay, fourth position, both hands, jaws, both hands, jaws. Okay, that's two cycles. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go to acupuncture points, side of the hand. Temples, little finger, collarbones, under the nose, thumb, eyebrows, middle of the chest, under the nipples, middle finger, under the eyes, under the arms, sore spot, index finger, chin and the 9G. Eyes open, closed, open, eyes down to the left, down to the right, circle your eyes, circle back the other way. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four, five. Mm -hmm. All right, let's do governing and conception three times. Three times, please. If it hurts, you're doing it too hard. This is also called yin and yang. Calms the central nervous system. All right, now let's do custom healing centers. Let's start with throat. Please open and harmonize. If it hurts, you're massaging too hard. Crown, please open and harmonize. 
base or root on the pubic bone. Please open and harmonize. Heart, please open and harmonize. Under the belly button, please open and harmonize. Forehead, please open and harmonize. Middle of the stomach, please open and harmonize. And then let's go to both hands under the belly button. Relax, slow deep breaths from the stomach. And now go to left hand forehead, right hand brainstem. Left hand forehead, right hand brainstem. When you do this on your own, I would probably do about two minutes here with uh, both hands under belly button and then this position. So maybe a minute each. You can do more, you can do less. Both hands over the heart. Slow, deep breaths, one after the other. Let the code process. When you're ready, check your zero to 10. And try to check it again in about 30 minutes when it should be better. And when you're ready, uh, open your eyes. So Johanna, if we have any questions or comments, all right. If anyone has a question or a comment and you're on the phone, you can uh, or you can press star nine. If you want to type in your question, you can do that in the sealed um, or you can do that online. So Annie has question. Annie, if you want to unmute your phone. Hi, Hi Annie. Dr. Alex. Hi, David. How are you? Good. Um, I just wanted to, I had a comment and a question. I just thought it was really interesting, the story that you were sharing, um, Dr. Alex, about, or um, yeah, when you said that the guy who went to medical school said, you know, basically he was being taught that he was God. Um, when I was looking into energy healing, before I found your book, I was doing uh, Sue Mortensen's book. And that was pretty much the entire gist of the book was that in order to heal, you have to accept that you are the highest being imaginable um and it seemed to work for people people were like oh yeah you know i'm i'm the most powerful being ever basically i'm god and i remember just feeling ill because i thought well it goes against everything i believe so this is definitely not going to work for me but the interesting part is that it does seem to work for people believing that seems to basically create a healing response in people and so sometimes i wonder if it's just sort of an ego boost um I'm not really sure, but it, it, you know, it doesn't work for me, but it seems to work um, for some people to believe that. And then of course I got on my knees and I just was like, Lord, this is, I can't do this. And then lo and behold, your book pops up. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Can I say something? Yeah. No. So my take on this though, is that when we, do get 
closer to our authentic self, when all that, everything's cleared away, we do, we're more in touch with our God-like qualities. And so not that we're becoming God, but although you could feel that we're all part of God, you know, God being, you know, way beyond anyone's, you know, comprehension, you can't even describe it in terms. But when we're that much, when we're that much at peace, when we're that kind to ourselves and others, and we can almost always do the right thing, and we have wisdom, that is, those are God-like qualities. So I would agree with that in a way, not that you are all powerful mm -hmm. and you can like do it, but actually you are. When you get to that state, you do become all powerful, not like a God all powerful, but in God's light. So, you know, the other, the thing, the other way to look at it is like, when they say put on the armor, full armor of God, you know, that expression, putting on the full armor. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe that's, that's actually what, that's the part, that's the way I like to see those statements, you know, not the arrogant, like I'm better than God, but, but I have, and, and this goes mm -hmm. to the part of the goodness too, because, or the belief systems where, you know, in the trust category where, um, you know, there's faith in the past trust in the present, hope for the future. Well, that's when you believe the truth about yourself. And the truth of the matter is, is that we all have those God-like qualities. I look at God-like qualities of having intuition or inspiration or imagination. You know, those are things that, you know, and I'm just rambling a little bit, but when you talk about computers and computing and artificial intelligence, I'm, I look at that and I say, well, they're actually, they think at a very low level. You know, they think they do the same thing thinking over and over again. They don't have, the, a computer doesn't have the ability, imagine that you were sitting on a beach. <laughs> you know, something as simple mm -hmm. as that, that we all can do, right? So in any way, mm -hmm. um, that's my take on it. I'm sorry for going rambling a little bit. No, no that, that's okay. I, I kind of believe, I kind of agree with both of you. Um, uh, in my experience, and I've spoken at a lot of big uh, health fairs and conventions and stuff like that, where uh, there were some of them where pretty much every person there believed that, you know, I am God thing. And so are you, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that was, that's just what everyone there believed for whatever reason. Um, my experience with that, Annie, is that it appears to work short term. And, and I'm thinking of one, one uh, person I knew in particular, and she actually heard of a situation where, you know, someone's child was killed in a car accident involving a drunk driver. And she was talking mm -hmm. about how her friend was so upset and she seemed like she was never going to recover and no matter what anyone tried to do, it didn't help and, and all that sort of thing. And she was saying, and this was part of the conversation I was involved with with her, that if she just believed the truth about herself, that she really is God um, and has all power, that that would not be a problem. She would be able to move past that and be happy and healthy and even bless the person that was drinking and driving and that sort of thing, you know, which sounded really great. Well, a couple of years later, tragically, her child 
was involved in a car accident with a drunk driver. And let me tell you, her opinion and belief about it went totally out the window, okay? She was furious. She was enraged. She wanted that person put in jail. They tried to tell her they were sorry, and she wouldn't even hear it. I mean, it was total opposite of what she had taught at that workshop and, and how she said she would react if that had happened to her, okay? So, and, and that's just one of many. And so in my experience, very often that belief backfires on you when the tragedy actually happens. And, that, and, 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 and then the other one is that in ancient manuscripts, that's addressed. Um, and, and here's what mm -hmm. it says. Here's what it says. Okay, cool. If you're God, then snap your fingers and make yourself six inches taller and snap your fingers and, and make yourself never die and never age. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. If you're God, you, you, that shouldn't be yeah. a problem. Okay. Well, of course, when you bring that up, then usually the group that says you are God starts backpedaling and hemming and hawing and well I, yeah yeah I, yeah I really didn't well yeah you know it I mean it, it's almost it's almost comical at times okay yeah um, so I mean I'm not trying to dump on anyone else's beliefs but if I were God um, I promise you I would not be in a number of the situations I'm in right now uh, okay yeah. I just no way. I wouldn't. I would, as God, mandate something else. All right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, so and that's sort of what I've been working with, is I realize the codes are a tool that the Lord has given us to use to heal. But we are, this is what I believe, I am in the situation that I'm in because this is exactly where he wants me to be. And it is for my absolute best as his child to be in this situation. And the codes are a tool that he has given me and shown me because honestly, I was just by accident that I stumbled across them um, to help, but to know that all healing yeah. comes from him. Yeah, that, that's my belief as well, Annie. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. God bless you, Annie. Okay, we have another caller hand up. Her name is Anne F. Our other Annie. Anne. Anne. No, I Anne. Annie and Anne. Go ahead, Anne. So I have a question. I sort of stumbled onto Trilogy on the website, and then I did purchase the Trilogy packet, and I think I went through it three or four times, and I worked with one of the Trilogy coaches on the website. But I think maybe three, four weeks ago in this group, it was discussed that maybe coaching was helpful, and I'm just now wondering about the Healing Codes 2 versus Trilogy. It, I mean, as far as a consumer, it's an interesting price point and in that Trilogy is less expensive, but the coaches are more expensive. Healing Codes 2 is more expensive, but the coaches are less expensive. What's the difference between the programs? Well, the Healing Codes 2 is in Trilogy, okay? So if you've got Trilogy, don't worry about the Healing Codes 2. It's in Trilogy, all right? Okay. So that that's 
the first one. So what, what else do you need clarification on? So if I want to continue further, I probably should work with a trilogy coach again, correct? Yes, I would. And there's a bunch of them. Johanna, who is on this call, is the head of our coaching program. So she can direct you, you know, where to go for that. Okay, thank you. Our pleasure. Thank you, man. All right, we have another caller, Barb. I'm going to unmute your line. Hello. Hi, Barb. Um, so I just love the conversation you're having here. Um, and I just wanted to add my two cents. <laughs> so um, the way I see it is, you know, God created all the energies and the frequencies and the world. And he um, is not a respecter of person. So anyone can tap into that, the just and unjust alike. Right. And um, all things are created by God and the enemy cannot create. He can only take what God has created and twist it for his own purposes. <laughs> So there is, yeah, there is a sense where there is the righteous, authentic, real thing from God. And then there's the wicked counterfeit. Right. Mm -hmm. And we see that in Egypt when Moses, you know, um, when the magicians throw their staff down and it turns into a snake. But Moses throws his down and his snake swallows up theirs. The same yeah. things were going on there. But when there's a righteousness on it and you're of God, there is a higher power to it. And that is the way I see it. And I did uh, tap into that same uh, doctor woman that the other person was talking about. And I heard that her things were working for me, like her energy, it was working. Um, but I could feel the, the uncleanness of it, and could not do it also. Plus, it was, um, she was tapping into the subconscious and, but her solution to dealing with what was coming out um, took too long. And I could not handle allowing those horrid feelings to be surfaced for such a long period of time. And that's why I'm like, yep, that worked, but I'm putting that on the shelf. And then like the other woman said, then I found Alex and okay. it's been very amazing because uh, one of the first things you said, Alex, that really um, intrigued me was basically you were tapping into the unconscious mind, but you, through meditating on scripture, show us how to immediately put something positive back in there. Yeah, um, for, for anything that exists, the most crucial thing is not what it is sometimes, but what spirit is blowing yes. through it. In other yeah. words... I can take a baseball bat and I can go in the backyard and make a memory with my children that will be a wonderful love memory for the rest of our lives. And every time we remember that, we feel good, we smile, we give each other a high five or a hug, and it's just wonderful. Or I can take that baseball bat and go to downtown Nashville and find a dark alley and club somebody over the head and rob them. It's the same baseball bat, all right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's what spirit is using that thing, okay? And I do agree with you. There is a counterfeit. There, there's a love counterfeit. There's a joy counterfeit. There's a peace counterfeit. There are. There are. And at first, they feel like real peace until you get down the road a ways, and then you realize, whoa, this is not the real thing. Um, 
So yeah, good good point. Intention. I like to call it intention. What? Yeah. What's the intention? That's right. Is. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. God judges the intention of the heart. What's your intention? Yes. Yeah. And to always just be able to pray and add, Lord, if this is not of you, you block it. And um, yes. Yeah. And and just to know that uh, that He is in complete control. And and also praying, you know, if there's anything in this that will harm me, don't don't allow it to happen. Just only let the positive things come from it, you know, because there is there, you know, like I said, when the enemy takes things that God has created and twists them for his own purposes, then we get all upset or concerned about these, you know, Eastern methods, the Reiki and all that, because they in the Christian realm, they have a really bad, you know, label. But if you understand that that was just taken by the enemy to twist something and without God in it can be dangerous because you're opening yourself up to spirits and other things. So, and that is, that is the key difference for me is, is the heart intention and knowing that you, you hold God in over you. Yeah. But, But I do also agree with what Dave said. We have much, much, much more power available to us than most people realize. I mean, I mean, we have unbelievable power available to us if we just realize it and and use it. it it's it's there for us to use. And uh, you know, a lot of people think um, one of my favorite stories of the healing codes is this little boy had a pet lizard. Okay, this is a true story. And I I called and talked to the boy. They sent me pictures. I talked to the mom to confirm it. It was in Arizona. And he had a pet lizard, like a 10-year-old little boy. And he loved his pet lizard. I forget what what the name of it was. But anyway, by accident, one day it got out of the aquarium that he kept it in with the rocks and everything. And oh, he was scared to death and heartbroken. It's gone. So they looked all over the place. Well, guess what? Ooh, mom accidentally stepped on the lizard on his head and his head was completely smushed. There was blood everywhere. The eyes were like partly out of his head, that sort of thing. I mean, he was, if you want to say it, and, and this is what they felt and believed, he was dead as a doornail. Okay. Well, believe it or not, they started doing a healing code on that little lizard laying <laughs> on the floor. And Honest Engine, this is on our website, okay? Oh his head popped back up into shape. His eyes pulled back in. And in about two minutes, he started moving, got up, and started running around the room, okay? Um and 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 we've got dog stories like that, cat stories. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. They don't have animals and animals and infants don't have resistance like we have. That, it's much more powerful with them. But we have much more power available to us than the average person, I think, even comes close to realizing. Johanna, do we have another one? We do. Um, Bridget, I'm gonna ask you to open your line 
Hello, Dr. Alex. Hello, Dr. David. I didn't think I was going to get through. I, um, our time difference here in Ireland is an hour. We're an hour actually <clears throat> behind you. No, sorry, it's six o'clock here, um, normally seven. So I had to rush in from milking the cows so I could get to hear your lovely talk. I just want to say this talk has been absolutely phenomenal. And I'm absolutely delighted, Dr. Alex, with um, you, you were saying about 50 people, that so many people got cured of cancer. And then that particular gentleman that cu got cured of ALS. I mean, that I, is- a lady. It was a lady with ALS. Yes. I mean, that is phenomenal results. Um, it's absolutely magnificent. And I've enjoyed this Zoom meeting immensely this evening. And uh, Dr. Uh, David, your talk on, uh, you know, brain, uh, you know, mental, uh, the, the, the things you're going to do, it's just going to be brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And I'm getting a lot out of it. And I want to say thank you so much. It is just magnificent. And it's lovely to see you, Dr. Alex, tonight, because normally you leave fairly early, but um, it's absolutely brilliant. And thank you, Dr. David. You're a rock of sense. Everything you say, it makes complete sense. Last week, you were saying about how people should love themselves over everybody else. And that is so true, but it's very difficult to do. I have to start doing that. But um, I get something from this Zoom meeting every evening. It was lovely to hear those two other ladies talking. Annie and Barb made complete sense about God. And, you know, it's, it's just wonderful. And I want to say thank you very much. Thank you for saying it's, that. It's yeah. David's pleasure. Yeah, well, it is. <laughs> It's absolutely wonderful. And, um, you know, it just makes my week listening to the, both of you. I mightn't say anything every week, but I just love to hear what you say. It's absolutely fantastic. I'm getting so much out of it. And I want to say thank you to you, Dr. Alex, Dr. David and Johanna. You're just wonderful people. Thank you, Bridget. It's, thank it's you very our much. pleasure. And Johanna, I've got like two minutes if we have anyone else. Okay, just a moment. Somebody wrote one in here. This one is, um, well, Becky, Becky, Becky's asking this. Into which category does gum recession teeth fall? Muscular skeletal. Teeth and teeth and the things related to teeth, muscular skeletal. Is it also the peace category? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, and um, we have one minute left. I don't know. Susan's on the line, and she has her hand up. I don't hope, hope you can keep it down to one minute, Susan. I'm going to open your line. Susan. Thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, what a what a what a rocket ship of a uh, a call tonight. Um, I uh, can keep it to one minute. I just wanted to um, come with both anger and trust because they're coming forward in my clients at the moment, and uh, all sorts of angers and trusts. Uh, I can feel when you're speaking about this whole trajectory of where you're going um, uh, with this, uh, Dr. David, um, 
can we can we bring out uh, uh, now and again little insights about angers and trusts because they are so fundamental to what drives us and trying to to get to the pure energy that is uh, what is going to heal us um, and that to me seems to come through with the healing codes um, uh, and because I've done them for so many years, I only keep a tool in my toolbox if they, if they work. If they don't work, I move on. <laughs> and um, I'm looking just for that absolute purity in, in, in the energy. But angers and trusts are really um, going to be woven into all of this. So I'm asking you, can you just tease those to the surface uh, now and again, and I'll be delighted. Um, if you feel that they need to be a separate trilogy at some point, whenever it suits you, um, it's um, my request that that it just be focused on somehow um, based on your skills. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Susan. We'll do our best. That's a tough, that's tough. That's Yeah, tough. but here's one thing I'll say. Anger is always evidence of a wrong goal. And trust is taking unhealthy control to try to ensure an end result in the future, okay? So they're very much related. Uh, anger, wrong goal. Trust is really wrong goal. It's just the action you take to try to ensure you get the end result that you want. But both of them are about wrong goals. Okay. So what you say to us, to step right out of the picture and allow the codes to do the work is going to assist us to get to uh, the purity of what's driving it and get to the real trust and, the, and, and clean the anger out as well. Um, that, so that makes sense to me. Very easy. Well, yeah, and the thing driving both of them is pain from the past. Okay. Thank you. And, and fear of pain in the future. Yes. Thank you. Brilliant. Uh, one more quick question, Alex. I just thought this was interesting. Kevin is asking, can I edit some of the YouTube videos you have posted and cut them up into short videos and post them to help you push your content out there, get the message out, essentially? It's okay Ooh. with me, Dave. Is it okay yeah. with you? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Go for yeah. it, Kevin. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Um. That's and I've got to run. I've got to run. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, thanks, Alex. All right, Alex. Uh, okay, so what I'm going to do is there is there Patricia's been asking for a custom code, so we're going to go a little over, but I'm going to end the recording now. So just a moment. Okay.